This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Consignment Heroes. It's all about stuff, you know, whatever you have, basically. Uh, Our phone lines right now are open at 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And the toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. This is basically a show about anything. Bogart. Okay. What? You know our listeners are a little older than you are. Can you say those numbers a little slower? Just a little slower. It, People so are kind of getting their pens right now. They're getting their paper. Now they want to put down those numbers. Go ahead. Okay, if you missed it, because apparently my dad just did. The number is 416-360-0740, and the toll-free number is one 740 Basically, just think of the radio station. It's 740, right? That's that's where it comes from. Anyways, this is uh, this show about basically if you have anything like postcards, costume, jewelry, art, pottery, china, dishes, sterling, sterling coins, gold, silver, just anything basically you find in your basement, you're walking down your hallway and you're like, oh, that might possibly have some value. I wonder what Paul can say about it. I can say something about it. Might not be as educational about it, but uh, yeah. So you want to thank everyone. This is this is Thanksgiving weekend. Who, do, who are you thanking this weekend? Me. I'm thanking everybody for listening right now. Thank you. That's a good idea. Okay. Now you know what happened. We had Thanksgiving yesterday. Yeah, I know. I was there because okay. Do you know what happened this week? My son-in-law's got a big-time job in the states. Okay. And so he had to go down to New York for the weekend, for this week coming up. So what's happening? Then he says, well, can I bring my wife, his wife? And they say, yes. Then he says, can I bring my daughter? And they say, yes. And then they say, can I bring my, he says, can I bring my nanny, which is my wife? Okay, I feel like this story has a point. It does have a point. What happens is she got a free trip to New York. It only cost me $1,000 because she says she's going down to New York and she has to spend some money. Okay, so that's $1,000 that you could have been giving me, basically. You know, I didn't want to hear that. Now you're understanding, but this is the idea. Her free trip that she told me is costing me $1,000. Were they going down to buy some antiques or something like that? No, no. She's going down to be a nanny. She's going down as a, as a companion to our grand, my granddaughter, your niece. But I just wanted to mention that because this is Thanksgiving, and I'm thinking that I had the money to give to her and that she's – gone down there and I have to make my own lunches all Okay, but long. you know that it's not Thanksgiving in the States. No, it's Columbus Day. Well, whatever. They're not celebrating the same thing that we're celebrating. Yeah. Okay, now, you know what we're doing next week, eh? No. We're going Please. to London. Why we're we going to London? see William Shatner from Star Trek, who's at the London Comic Con, and who we have an interview today. You can ask some questions. On We're talking to the organizer, Andrew Kitt, oh. from London. Oh, is the organizer for what? The London Comic Con. It's, oh, okay. it's going to be on. He's going to tell us all the details when we get on there, because if I say the details, I don't want to take away his thunder. Is Andrew there? Andrew. Hello. Yes, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Now, how are you doing down there in London? No, doing very well. So we're looking forward to now. You've got the show. When exactly are the dates of your show next week? Yeah, London Comic Con is coming up this weekend, October 13th to 15th. So we open the doors at 4 p.m. on Friday and go all weekend. Okay, and you've got special guests there as well. Oh, like I, I ever. William Shatner from Star Trek. I was talking about it last week. I said, I want to see this guy. I, I Actually, I have questions I want to ask him, you know. And then, and like, yeah. I've even brought Bogart. Bogart even knows who William Shatner is, so I brought, brought him up right. Now, who else You're is good. going to be there besides him? 
Yeah, we got a slew of uh, celebrity guests. Uh, for those people that are anticipating the new season of The Walking Dead starting in a couple weeks, hmm. we have Seth Gilliam, who's better wow. you know him as the preacher, uh, Gabriel from Walking Dead. Okay. For the wrestling fans out there, we have hardcore legend Mick Foley, Mankind, Do Love, various personas will be joining us for the weekend. And even talking about wrestling, we even have Smash Wrestling going on live all weekend. And, yeah, celebrity guest, Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Power Rangers, going to be there. Emma Caulfield from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Kenny Johnson, who you all know from Sons of Anarchy, S.H.I.E.L.D., Bates Motel. Oh. And this goes on and on. So this is not a small event. It is not. No, it's not. It's a pretty huge event. Like, how many people do you expect to have there? This year, we expect to tip the scales again this year. We grow every year. Last year, we saw 10,000 people through the door. And this year... Already with advanced ticket sales, we're going to surpass that number, most certainly. So I'm listening right now. So it's called a Comic-Con, but it's not just for comic geeks. I can say no, geeks. Comic, right? it, you know, we, it's the Comic-Con. Everyone understands that name, but it's a pop culture celebration. So sci-fi, horror, wrestling, everything in between. Oh, if you've got Walking Dead, now that's got to be... So if you're watching something on TV as, as well, you know, this is something you want to look at. So now when people, when you say the guests are there, the people can come up and they can talk to them, they get an autograph, do they get, can they get pictures with them and, and stuff like that? That's right. There's all those, uh, all that's available. A special thing we do too is we have the live stage Q&As. So every one of our celebrity guests have a Q&A where fans can ask them questions and you can get really intimate hear their backstories, hear about what they're working on now and future plans. So a really great opportunity for fans to, like, you know, just get to know the person that they love from TV and the movies. Well, it's like watching an interview on TV, but you get to be actually there and you get to get actually asked the question. Wow. Now, now that's kind of neat. I mean, like, I know I was up here at the Fan Fest up here, but it was big as well, and you, and you got to do that. And I only got a little taste of it. But down there, like, I'm, you've got, like, 70,000 square feet. That's right. A little bit more than that even, but yeah. Now, my, my other co-host who was normally here would always ask me when we did that, where? Okay, now where is this exactly? Where is, that's right. It takes place at the Western Fair District. Okay. Uh, so if anyone knows where the casino is in London, that's the same building. We're right beside it there. So easy to find, 4,000 free parking spots. So that's a great deal okay. right there. Isn't don't they have an Oktoberfest or something out there as well? That's in Kitchener, and they that's did. Drinking. I don't know if it's happening this year. I'm not sure. Oh really? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I'm just saying it's you know, get two burns with one stone, really. Okay. Or two drinks with one yeah. stone. Two. Yeah. So and okay, and now I know why because people just want to have fun, right? Now they'll be able you to bet. buy comics. I know I'm bringing a, some Superman. I had a Spider-Man number one. I, I already sold it, unfortunately. But there's going to be okay. things like Spider-Man number ones there, and 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 heavy and good books and science fiction. Oh, and, you bet! Comic books are a huge part of it. Like if we lined up all the comic books, we'd have miles and miles of comic books yeah. at the show. Everything from like you know your dollar comic bin. So you know if you want to beef up your collection, and you can do so. And then yeah, the super rare ones will be there that the big collectors are into. And also the artists that create so many of these great comics, such as Neil Adams, who's like the, the Neil Adams artist, the, the Neil Adams, yeah. Okay, he's the, the Green Lantern and all that. Okay, I'm looking yeah, forward Batman, to man. He's you know the guy that's known for making the persona of the Dark Knight. You know, he's more or less single-handedly saved Batman from that campy 1960s <laughs> persona well. he had. And yeah, and he, we got Wilf Portacio, who's the founder of Image Comics. We have Arvel Jones, who is like a DC Marvel legend, created mm-hmm. Misty Knight, who you're now seeing on the Luke Cage and Defenders TV shows. Okay. He'll be there. Canadian legend Richard Comley, creator of Captain Canuck. So, okay. Perfect, yeah, perfect. Great. And, you know, Bogart was in a wrestling in One of our shows on uh, Storage Wars, we had Bogart wrestling. Maybe we can talk one of the wrestlers, Nick Foley, to uh, wrestle Bogart. Oh, no, thanks. No, no. I, I had my wrestling. I had my fair share. It we didn't. got the ring there. We can do it. You guys <laughs> have a ring there as well? Yeah, that's We do because we have Smash Wrestling, yeah. The guys based out of Toronto, the best in Canadian t- wrestling talent, will be doing shows, included with your admission to Comic-Con, every day of the con. So This looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I know we're, I'm going to be there for sure on the Friday and Saturday. The Sunday i got I got to be here because I can't be in two places at one time. But I'm going to be there Friday and Saturday, and I'm looking forward to meeting B- Bill Shatner and uh, Neil Adams and all the other guests that are there, and we're going to have some fun. You betcha. It's a blast. You can't not have fun if you come to this show. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. And like I say, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about during the week. And uh, you have I know you got a lot of work to do to get all these people ready for this. And uh, we'll see you on uh, Friday. You bet. We'll see you then. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Uh, just to reiterate, our numbers are 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 740 And we're going to go to a quick break. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. And uh, we are here live with me and my father. And if you want to call for an assessment or anything about any stuff that you have, you know, if you have any art, you have any coins, any silver, you have any jewelry, you have anything that you're just kind of looking like, you know what, I it's been a long time, I should get an appraisal about that. You know, pottery, your china, my dad's an expert, at least, you know, he, he sounds like he's one. And if you want to get an assessment free live right now on air, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven four zero, and the toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Now you said you were having a pretty good week. Oh, we did. Now this week we actually we have we're trying to sell one of our clients who's consigned a couple of Ducatis to us. Ducatis, we, like Ducatis, the bikes? then the motorbikes. We might be selling one for about twenty five thousand dollars, and just. We I tell people what stuff's worth. We we also sold a set of china this week for forty five hundred dollars, forty five hundred dollars U.S. for no, it was actually fifty five hundred dollars U.S. for a set of china. We also sold a watch this week for five thousand dollars. It was a watch. It had a it was a gold coin with a watch inside the gold coin. So just the gold coin be worth value though. Yeah, but no, but this is where the difference is. is when we tell stuff, we tell people this is what it's worth, but we also can help you sell it. And this is why um, people should be calling or even calling us during the week and they call us at our store, which is 905-737-4653. Knows how slow I said that. Mm, yeah, no, I And we're at 10,341 Young Street. And people can come up there they know even if you you might know what your stuff is worth, but we can actually help you get your money for that stuff. Like I said, this watch, uh, the gentleman said, I don't know what it's worth at all. We came up with a price. We did our research. We come up with the right price. We sold it within one week. Okay, and he's happy. We're happy. The customer's getting it's happy, and uh, someone around the world knows how to tell time now. But it was a five thousand dollar watch. What kind of watch was it? It was Piaget. Oh, it was a gold watch. Yeah, no, we but we we also sell less expensive stuff. We sell pinbacks. We sell baseball cards. We sell china. We sell Royal Daltons. We sell um, the biggest thing we sell is gold and silver, and we've got one of the best prices in the city. Like you know, um, there's a big box store. You know how we're right next to another store. Mm-hmm. It's a big store. Looks like a bank. They built a wall between us. Okay, but they're selling their giant. They're selling like uh, silver maples. Everyone knows about silver maples. People buy those. We're selling them at. Um, what do we? We sell them at twenty four eighteen. They sell them at twenty four ninety. 
Okay, exact same maple, exactly the same from the Royal Canadian Mint. It's one ounce of silver. This is the price this week according to uh, uh, the price of silver. So, and if you're buying a thousand of them, you can save eight hundred dollars. And the people do buy this. And so, what gets me is when someone's gone over there and they says, "Well, what price do you have?" And we tell them it's a, about a dollar less per ounce. And they say, "I should have bought it here." Well, it's a little late, you know. So it's like That's, a guaranteed lower price on our end. Yes, we're always lower on the exact same items. Like he's selling um, what are these things, the Chinese pandas, which everyone they're apparently so it's rare. A coin though, like it's you're not talking coin. about actual pandas. No, we're talking about silver okay, I just pandas. Want to clarify that for everybody. They're only thirty grams, but we sell them for thirty dollars, and they, our competition sells them for thirty-seven. Exactly the same panda, exactly the same silver. When you get home, you won't you won't care where you bought it as long as you paid less money for it. Okay. But this is what I want to explain to people. That's what we do. We help people. We tell them what it's worth. I've been doing this for 40 years. I'm one of the top people in the country for silver and for gold, for China, for glass. I've been doing it a long time. You can't judge. Like I try and tell people, I'm much smarter in real life than I am on the show Storage Wars. We both of us actually know a little bit more. We just we, – sometimes we, were, we could be accused of hamming it up for the, for the TV that would be part of it. So anyone could basically just come in and be like, hey, can you tell me a price on X and X? Yes. We'll give them the price. If, it, if it's a lot of work, the first half hour, the first consulting half hour is always, always free. And then what if they can't bring it in? What do you mean? What if, they, what if it's oh, like Oh, we can go to their place. We will go. We do house calls. We will go to someone's house and give them uh, an assessment uh, if we see it. Well, we try and tell to save them t- in the same way. That if someone's bringing some to our store, we ask what it is first. So we don't want someone traveling 75 miles to show me $3 worth of stuff. Okay. We also ask the people when, they're, um, when they want to have a house call, we say, what kind of stuff do you have? And so we make sure it's worth our while because we don't want to say we we'll go all the way over there and like it's, not, it's nine cents. You know, it's $9 worth of stuff. But like on the other hand, someone brought in a bunch of costume jewelry this week. Now, most costume jewelry is not worth a ton of money. I like the plastic stuff. But there was two pieces of gold in there. And there was three pieces of signed Sherman. And they had no idea. They had no idea. You know, a lot of people, they just wore it. It was their mothers or they got it when they were, you know, 19 years uh, old and they're now 65. They can't, I can't remember something that happened 45 years ago or what it was worth. And I understand that. But that's what we, this, this is our job. Well, if you're possibly one of these people and you want to get one of the assessments, you know, if you don't want to come in, if you want to make a phone call and just see what something is worth, our number here live right now is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 740 And we're going to go to our caller, uh, Siggy, in Simcoe area. Siggy, you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I was reading in the Harold Smith uh, magazine, an old edition, okay. uh, that the willow pattern uh, china um, can be worth some money. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that would really make me ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Um, the manufacturer, I guess, whatever, it's from Grindley, England. Ah, uh, not a good, does, okay. Does it, that mean anything yeah. to you? Grinley's the manufacturer. Right. It, was made, it just says England. It's probably made before 1921. The willow pattern was uh, made from about that and uh, it was made from about 1800 on. And okay. it was made by a number of manufacturers. They would change something on it and just so they didn't have to pay rights. Right. And it was made to look oriental. And there was a big, a lot of oriental china was coming over here and, and people in England were buying for lots of money. So they were... The, China, the potters in England says, well, we're not going to let them have it all, so we have to make something similar, and that's what, how it started. Okay. One of the most famous blue is, um, like, all the major manufacturers made a blue willow, I think, but one of the major, the big ones in Canada is Booth's Real Old Willow, and it was uh, mainly sold, not sold to you, I think in Ashley's, it was mainly sold in, like, your local um, for, um, hardware store, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's where my sister actually bought it back in the 70s, a set of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be how we get it. Okay. But if it's Grinley and it only says China, England on the back, it doesn't say made in England, if, that, if it was made in the 70s, it might have been an older set, you know. But a set like that, like a Boots Real Old Willow, an eight-piece setting used to sell for about thousand dollars you're kidding oh yeah no, Boy, no. she's gonna be kicking her butt <laughs> well no but yours is grinley so the grinley one 
probably worth about $200, $250. If it's an ace please setting, uh, the, the, part, the best pieces to have are always the covered vegetable. If you have That's a soup. That's what I've got in my hand right now. Covered vegetable is always the prize or the soup terrine or the coffee pot or teapot. Yes, I've got uh, like a gravy pitcher and a teapot. Okay. And the ladles because the ladles are always um, cherished because they are uh, they always broke. Yeah, that I haven't got. Yeah, now. Uh, but there's odd-shaped plates, really odd-shaped. It's uh, probably, it might have some value just because it'll go nicely on the wall. No one, everyone's afraid of using it. You don't put China it. on the wall? Yep. No, no, they put it in the, in the China cabinet and oh, okay. they, they show well, it I off. I think it looks sort of boring on a wall. <laughs> okay. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this, this I, I tell people sometimes it's, if it's not worth that much, if it's worth three, four hundred dollars, use it. Because if you went to one of the big box stores, you're going to spend $500 on a set of China and, and you're going to use it and it's Corel or whatever it is. You know, why not use something that's a little bit uh, nicer and has some character? And uh, like I say, if you buy one of these from one of the big box stores, as soon as you walk out, that five hundred dollars is worth thirty dollars. Yeah. And if you buy a set for two hundred and fifty in an antique shop, and you use it for five years, and you don't, you know, scratch it up all the heck, right? It's going to still be worth two hundred dollars five years from now. Yeah. Which is not the worst idea, and I'm surprised that more people don't do this. Then, but the kids, they want plain white. They well, want they everything want to look modern. Yeah. I love IKEA. Yeah, I'm not a contemporary person. Person, I like stuff that's uh, different. Okay. So now, how how do I go about getting this appraised? Um, you can send me pictures. Okay. And if it depends on whereabouts they are in the city, you can send me a picture of it, and I'll give you a good idea of what it what it is. Okay. And now, what you're looking for is your chips and cracks are bad. There aren't any. Okay. And crazing, crazing is the on this will be an earthenware set. And crazing is when the the covering, which is like the varnish, let's call it china varnish. Right. The pla- It's like a little plastic over it. gets a little cracks in it. Mm-hmm. And what happens, sometimes the water or some staining will get into that and, and makes it look bad. Yeah, no, these are, uh, it's nice and shiny and Perfect. Uh, none of that old age crack like we get on our faces after we're 60. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are just wisdom cracks. Okay, okay, so it could be worth a little bit of something. Yes, yeah. send me off some pictures. Okay. And uh, you can send those off to sales, the word sales with Ness on the end. Okay. At Toronto Gold Silver, all one word. Or I could bring them in. Or you could bring them in, yeah. Yeah, and would make a trip worthwhile, wouldn't it? Yeah. And like I say, there might be other things. Like I say, I can't overemphasize uh, the market on old cups and saucers, the Paragon and the Ainsley, the ones that. Mainly, um, the less white, the better. The more flowers and gold, the more they're worth. Just pack up your whole kitchen and no. bring it over. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I, I've got too much to pack up. <laughs> I think I should get busy with my digital. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and bring no. all the pictures into you so I can discuss it with you. I can see what I can do. And like I say, we do old records. We do anything old pop culture. Uh, the old, um, old board games are making a comeback right now. And mm-hmm. even the old Nintendo games. A lot of people, there are, there's a big audience for older stuff uh, and stuff that had value back then still has value now. Heck, I've got an old uh, silver-colored uh, dustpan with a um, silver uh, whisk uh, that I don't know how old that is. but uh, A crummer. Uh, I don't, I've never really looked for a label or anything, but... Uh, no, they're called crummers. I, oh, I call them crummers. Yeah, What's well, a crummer? It's unique looking. I have a lot of unique uh, looking things. Well, we, uh, now, do you buy these things too, or do you just appraise them? No, we can. You can. We buy them in some cases. Sometimes we will. How you can do them by consignment, right? Or we will tell you where you can get money for them. Okay. In, in another case, what we do is like I say, and, and some things we buy, we don't care what it is, like silver plate, right? Um, during the 1960s, and we don't care if it's got monograms or anything, or even if it's in bad repair, because we crush it. And we buy silver plate at so much a pound. We're the biggest buyer of silver plate in the country. See, I've never heard you uh, say that on the radio, so I wasn't sure if yeah, no, know, what exactly you did. Well, uh, that meant that would make life a lot easier for me if I come in there with six great big huge boxes full of stuff and uh, say, "Here you go." If you've got 100 pounds of silver plate, I'll be giving you $250. How's yeah. that? Well, That'd most be- of the stuff I've got is china and old collector's plates. I've even got uh, um, sort of like a little glass platter uh, from the CNE from 1928. 
Now, that'd be nice if you know but it's from 20 years. unfortunately, it's got a good-sized chip at the top. It still might. You know something? The C&E people are pretty good. We just yeah, sold. Well, actually, I wanted to give it to them. No. And I called there a couple times and said, uh, are you interested in it? Okay. And uh, they never called back. Yeah, they so. do. They get, a lot of things get donated to them. And I refuse. I, I say this on the air a lot. I do not, do not want to donate to someone who has more money than I do. They're free to buy it off me anytime they want, but I'm not going to donate to someone who's got a million bucks. Hmm. <laughs> Just is not my well, style. No, yeah, I, I can see your point. I can see your point. Uh, I don't have a million bucks. Okay. So, okay, well, thank you very, very much for your time, and I'll probably see you within a month. Thank you for the call, and I'm looking forward to look at seeing you. Bye. And we're going to go to the next caller, who is um, uh, Martia in Guelph. Hello. Hi, Martia. What do you got? Hi, it's Marita. Sorry, Guelph. Marita. Um, yes, I found um, a, a large, well, it's, a, it's an oblong box filled with um, baseball cards and hockey cards. And they're like, they're like brand new, like in new condition. And I wondered if they're worth anything. They belong to my late son. And he died in 2001. And he used to collect these. Um, I don't want, okay, I'm sorry to hear about that, but uh, they died, but it's, um, it depends on when he collected them and how old he was. If he, say he was, uh, if he collected them in the 1960s, they'd be good. They'd be uh, very valuable. If he collected them in the 1990s, that wouldn't be as much because there's a lot of cards well, made. Well, on 19- the outside of the box, he had written, um, Don Russ, D-O-N-R-U-S, and yep. Rookies, okay. 1989, but then he scored it out. Yeah. And some of these cards, uh, some are baseball. I, I would say the majority of them are probably hockey. Okay. And, um, and there, there's one here, uh, Gary Carter, and then on the back of the card it has a number, 176, and then it gives you all the stats, yeah. you know, information about that. And, and another card that I just kind of pulled at random was Upper Deck 1991-92 NHL. Yeah, no, these cards, as a general rule, from this time period uh, are not worth We We sell them in auction, and 1,000 and cards will sell for $10, $15. Um, we okay, do sell so them off. It's just that I found them, and I yeah. thought, geez, you know, I don't know anything about this sort of stuff, and I thought, I don't want to toss them out. Oh, don't, 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 no, but here's what I'm going to help. I'm going to say this to you and to other uh, listeners out there. To find out what year it is, if you, even before you call me, on the back, there'll be the guy's record. The last year is generally what we call the year of issue. So if his last year on these is an 89.90, what he did in 89.90, that's a 1991 card. If the last year on it was 1964-65, it'd be a 1965 card, okay? So, yeah. and that's how you tell what years they are. Now, the cards, if they're, in, if they're in good shape, that makes a lot of difference right there. But unfortunately, during about 1988 to about 1993, um, we, uh, they overproduced cards. And so there is some value to them, but not the same value as the older cards. Because like a 1952 Mickey Mantle's worth about $50,000 up to a million. $1 million for one baseball card. And that's why they started making so many in the 1990s. Okay? And that says on the front. And then on the back, it has a... Hmm, it has a little... Yeah, you got to bring them in to me. Bring them in, but I'll, and I will always... Someone can send me a picture. I'll tell you what cards you have, and I can tell you right there. Okay, thank you. We're just going to go on to the next call. Thank you very much for calling. We're going to go to Brian in Toronto. Brian, you there? Yeah. What do you got? I've got a Jameson oil painting, side view of a mountain uh, with a crooked creek in it and a, cab- a cottage and tree background. Uh, semi-blue, looks like a silverish blue, but... Oh, Jameson? does that. Sorry, you said, sorry, who was the artist? Jameson. Okay, what was his first name? It just, it just says Jameson on it. I've seen it before in a smaller version. 
Oh, you've seen the exact same picture in a smaller version? Are you sure it's an actual oil? Oh, yeah. I, I, I've talked to you guys before about other things. I'm a stamp collector. Oh, okay, okay. With art, and this is why, because we've had a couple times, and I, I hate to mislead people ever. I always tell them, with art, I like to see it brought into the shop or okay. have a picture of it when I see it. because, And two or three times it's turned out to be... Um, print. A print? Yeah, I know the difference between a print and the oil painting because the oil will feel the raised and what have you with the ink. Yeah, and some of them are even, they're actually, they did some, they've actually gone to trouble to make some look like oil paintings. Oh, okay, so they've gone over the printing. Yeah. Okay. Now, it depends on the size of the Jameson. I, I'm trying to pull it up. I don't have my art book here right I've, now. I've seen the, roughly the 30 by something, I believe it was, and I, this one, I've got a, right now a measuring tape beside it, and I've got it from the wood to the wood. Not okay. from the image to the image. So now, be it from the wood to wood, it works out to 42 inches, uh, top to bottom, and then going along the bottom through the side, it's about 54 or something like that. Okay, now, who is the gallery on the back? I don't know. Be it, uh, it's too big to be picking up. And uh, okay, see, now. a lot of times we judge it by the picture. Uh, when I'm valuing a painting, I do it by the picture. Yep. Uh, the gallery came out of the shape that's in that it hasn't had any retouches done to it, any any um, alterations or cleaning like that. Yeah, yeah. And all these things make a difference. And then the subject matter. And do you know, see, I'm at a loss. The Jameson, I'd have to know which, I'm trying to think which one. There's 17 different Jamesons. So, it just says Jameson on period. It's in the bottom right corner. Yeah. If I see if I see the sub, if you bring it in, if I see the subject matter, uh-huh. I can match it in my books. Because in there's two things I have is that one that the, the artist will do. He'll say, "Here's what the subject matter is. Here's when the time they painted. Here's what uh, they did oils or watercolors, and then I can come up with a value that way." Okay, okay, okay. I'd like to be able to help you more on, but art is the toughest thing to evaluate over the radio. How's that? Oh, that's that's <laughs> similar to stamps because you got the paper issue and then you got paper types. Yeah. So oh, yeah. All kinds of issues that could go on with the stamps too. Yeah, and no, we we have a we got a stamp collection this week. It was one whole suitcase of stamps. Is it Canadian or who? American. Okay. Uh, one cent, two cent, three cent, but it's more like an accumulation rather than a collection. It's thousands yeah. of the single stamp over and over again. Well, be it if you got them in mint, sometimes they can pay off in the mint too. Well, this will be. It's something I'm doing for. Um, it's a probate case with a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to be for sale for about another month or maybe two months, depending how fast we get it all settled up for them. And then with your American stuff, be it they have a paper type again, a blue paper, I believe it's called, that be it is worth money. Now, yeah, depending yeah. Depending on the time period. Yeah. No, no. I have a stamp expert who comes in and helps me. Yep. And I'm my my eyes start glazing over when he starts well, talking you, about I hear you. it. You, you know. Get to you after a while. For example, I bought a stamp off a stamp dealer here in Toronto, dollar and a quarter. Got to sell it back to the same stamp dealer for 500 <laughs> hey, that's a good day. You know, something I talk problem. about that, that people have lotteries. In, you happen to buy your lottery. That's like buying a lottery ticket. Well, as, as your partner there said, be it, it's just a matter of that eyesight and looking for those odd things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, just the, the little bit odd things. But people have lottery tickets in their basement. They have old comics. They have cards. They okay. have art. And people don't know. I'm telling you, we did one in a locker. I found a $65,000 painting about a month ago in a locker. On the top pile, not treated with any kind of protection or reverence or anything. No one knew it was there. $65,000. Well, it's ironic you do that because I've got a painting here that's got a signature of Grant on it. Now, be it the one that I'm thinking of is Ulysses Grant. And what that one is is another one of a side view of a stream with woods around it. It looks like it's a foggy type scene. I got to see it. I got to see it. All right. All right. He just painted you a picture of it. He didn't. Uh, Art's the toughest thing to do over the air. A lot of things, like if you tell me costume jewelry, you mentioned the Sherman or something like that, I can go right ahead and I can do something. Well, ironic you do that one about the jewelry because I have a shitload of uh, silver. No, you have a lot a, a, a of lot jewelry, of yes. Uh, be it uh, the uh, silver, you said you take silver plate too, right? Yes. Okay, so maybe I'll get up to see you guys. Come, we're at 10,000, 341 Young, but we're not open tomorrow. Yep. We get the day off whether we need it or not. But uh, I'll pro- actually I'll probably be there working. Okay. But the rest of the week I'm there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, we're there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week, and of course on Friday I'm at London at the London Comic Con, so I'm not okay. going to be in my shop. Alrighty. Okay. Yep.
Thank look you. forward to seeing you. All and right. I think we'll have to go to a break somewhere along here. Well, <clears throat> the phone lines over here first is uh, if you want to get an appraisal of anything, you know, if you're talking about these stamps, which I, I, I still can't believe that because if you're talking about a suitcase of stamps. You're talking about like one by one things, and that's a full suitcase of stamps. Like it, that's you, you couldn't lift it. No, it that's, weighed that much. Seriously. Well, talking about stamps, if you, you get any postcards, costume, jewelry, art, well, you know, I'd rather see it in p- person, but if you just want to talk about art, pottery, china, dishes, sterling, coins, gold, silver, just any type of weird stuff, if you get any autographs, if you get any sports memorabilia, we're going to get a live appraisal right now. Uh, if you want to contact us, it's a 416-360-0740. That is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And we're going to go to a quick break. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com. And be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live in the studio right now, and if you want to get a free appraisal on anything you have, if it's sitting in front of you in your basement, if it's in your attic, even if it's on your lawn, whatever you want to get checked out, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And our toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And we're going to go to Ken in Etobicoke. Do you say on your lawn? Okay, go Ken. Sorry. Hi, how are you? Hey, Ken. Good. What, what do you got? I, I have a stamp collection. Oh, this is my dad's collection. He started uh, collecting in about the 1930s. That'll be good. Anything before World War II has got a shot at being worth some money. Uh, Is there American? It's American-Canadian world. But what you have to do, we have a guy, uh, an expert who comes into our store about once every two weeks when I get a couple of collections for him. And he will evaluate your stamp collection quickly on the spot and tell you if you should go any further. If, if he says it's only worth a couple of hundred, then he says don't put the work in it. But he says, like one the other about two months ago, he had a collection that was worth like 5000 He said no. And he actually, there was a charge to do it, but he, he said you actually, this gentleman actually had the stamps that were worthwhile. So mm-hmm. this is what you have to do on this. But stamps is, um, is a very, very particular, and you have to be very knowledgeable at it. And mm-hmm. he can do in 10 minutes what would take me hours. So okay. you're welcome. Our store is at 10,341 Young Street. Um, this guy has found um, $2,000 stamps for people. And mm-hmm. I, I know him to be honest, and I, I vouch for him. I've, I'm very happy with the work he's done. Like and one stamp for $2,000? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But come on in, see us. And yeah. uh, like I say, um, 
if you don't, you'll have to leave them there. Or some, if you want to be there when he's there, we can make an appointment. He says he's coming in on Wednesday between two and four. You have to be there at that time, and then you're welcome to talk to him. Okay, then. Thank yeah, you for I the call. I have my grandmother's, um, I believe it's a silver plate set. Okay. Uh, it's the, uh, like the knife, fork, spoons. Oh, yeah. No, we buy those all the time. Bring them on in. That's no problem. We're the biggest, we're the largest buyers of silver plate in the country without a doubt. Okay. And you're the top dollar from us. That's and we don't, sure. and I don't care what it looks like. Okay. I don't care if it's got monograms. I don't care if it's uh, all uh, corroded up because we're crushing it. But because we're crushing it, I will buy it. And there's no quantity too large in silver plate for me. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Thank you very call, much. Thanks for the call, Ken. We're going to go to Pete in Hamilton. Pete, you there? Hello. Hey, Pete, what do you got? I have a whole bunch of costume jewelry. Now, uh, I, I got all this, and I don't know whether it's valuable or there could be some good pieces in there. I'm not sure. Pete, it, it, costume jewelry, not all of it's worth money, okay? And I say this to people, and sometimes someone will bring in and say, hey, you've got $10 worth of stuff. But sometimes what happens with the costume jewelry is we are looking for signatures on it, which will be say, signed by Weiss. It'll be signed by Schraparelli. It'll be signed by uh, Sherman. Or it just has a great look. Or it's gold or silver. And even you, a lot of people think the Mexican stuff. Your mom's, uh, my wife collects Mexican, and with the blue with the blue turquoise in it, a lot of that's worth money. And so sometimes you can bring in a bag, and one bag be worth five dollars, and they bring open another bag, and it's worth three hundred seventy five dollars. This is where the difference is on costume jewelry. It has to be gone through piece by piece. Well, there's a lot of it. There's boxes of it. Perfect. Boxes of it. Okay. That's no, no, hearing. that's what I like to hear because. There's two things that will happen. You'll be walking out of the store with a lot of money, or at least even if you don't sell it to me, you take it to someone else to get a second opinion, you will have something to go on. And this is why I tell people to get the second opinions. Come on in, see us, let us be one of those opinions, and then you can decide what to do. I always suggest to take the higher money, okay? Well, Thank- like I said, I've got to get rid of it, so I might as well just bring it to you, and um, you seem like an honest guy. I just bring it to you and just sell it to you, I guess. Yeah, but we go through it. I have a gemologist, not gemologist. He's worked in a jewelry store for 10 years, My uh, Mike, who works for me. No problem. Uh, he can go through it. Even if I'm not there, you can leave it there, come back the next day and pick up the money. How's that? Oh, that sounds great. Thank you very much for the call. Pete, thank you. Okay, thank you. We're going to go to uh, Marty in Ajax. Marty, you there? Yeah, hi. Uh, I have a... Uh, uh, a General Motors refrigerator, I'm guessing it's from maybe late 40s or, uh, to the 50s. It stands about five feet tall, uh, still works. Uh, white? It, white, yeah. Um, has a General Motors uh, I don't know, cartouche, little metal emblem on the front door. Uh, That's and tough. Has worked as a beer fridge for the past 20 years. The problem is you probably spent $3,000 on electricity keeping your beer warm. I mean, cold. Okay. This okay. is the problem with these, and they look great, um, yeah. but it, I'm, I'm halfway between telling people, yes, keep on using it, but you're, what you're doing is using up a lot of electricity. And yeah, I can see that. I can see that because uh, basically the only problem with it is the seals on the door are so old that they're kind of cracked and yeah. crepit. And the, so, yeah, maybe I should unplug it, yeah. Scrap will get you, you know, you can refinish. People refinish the old um, uh, gas pumps. And there's going to come a time, not now, maybe 10, 15 years from now, there will be none of these around, okay? Right. And then someone who needs it for a movie set or something like that is going to pay good right. money for it. Okay, so roughly what do you think this is going to go it's for? It's probably worth... Fifty to seventy-five dollars. Oh, okay. If if it's in, if okay. someone doesn't have to refinish it, but and that's because uh, you can't really use it now, you know, because of the electricity. You yeah. know, we we yeah. have the same Thanks. thing. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry about that. that. Thanks for premiere. But you know, some if I did sell it, I'd take the old GM uh, logo off. I think it's got a nameplate on and stuff like that. Keep that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks okay. a lot. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for the call. We're gonna go to Bill in Newmarket. Hi, Bill. Are you there? Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? Good. What do you got? I was in your store several weeks ago, and I see the gentleman come in with a, uh, a Les Paul guitar. It looked like it was autographed. I just wondered if uh, who 
autographed it and uh, what it's worth. If you're selling it or what's the story? Of? I think we are, and I dashed out right away. I think it's signed by the people from Guns N' Roses. Uh, we all, he also brought in a um, – he had three guitars and one banjo. I think he left two of the guitars and one of the banjos with us, and we are selling it for him. Uh, I think the banjo's going up for 2000 U.S., and we've had a number of calls on it. Um, yeah, we a we banjo. I, I, hey, like ring ding 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 banjo. Thing? I'm selling a Ducati. I so I I will sell anything as long as I make him a little bit of money. I'm not trying to retire anyone's sale, but I will sell anything, and especially something like the two thousand dollar banjo. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, no, sounded it sounded great. Cool. <laughs> no, no, I um I don't know on this one here because uh, my other staff took care of it right away. And I didn't have a chance to look at, it, but I think it was signed by the guys from Guns N' Roses. So you have no idea what the uh, what the what the band wants for it. Uh, I if I was in my shop right now, I could tell you in ten seconds. I just because oh, yeah. it's listed. If you call me at on Tuesday at nine zero five seven three seven four six five three, I'll give you that information. I apologize that um, I don't I don't know everything. Not you today. Can't remember it all. I can't, you know, I can't. I think no. twenty five hundred. It was reasonable. We talked him down. We said no. He had a higher price. We said this is what it sells for. We 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 have two prices when we tell people. There's a never never price where you hope to get that, but you know you ain't getting it. And there's and sometimes they say no. I want to sell it in the next month. I said now this. Then we have to put a, what we call a to go price on it. It will sell at this price if we price it at this. If you want to wait for uh, eleven thousand dollars, you ain't getting it. But if we you want to sell it at seven thousand two hundred, we can sell this. Okay, absolutely. So give me a call during the week, and I will help you for sure. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for your information. No, okay. Uh, we're gonna go to Art in Niagara Falls. Art, you there? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What uh, do you got? I have a nineteen sixteen thirty-five millimeter silent hand crank projector. Wow. By Simplex. Oh, oh, okay. Simplex has a special place in my heart, actually. Why? Well, I'm going to answer this gentleman's question first, but um, Simplex projector, I don't know. In, I'm thinking Simplex also made tickets. Simplex, did, now they make rubber gloves. But back then they made projectors. But in between. How do you make that leap? Okay. From a projector to rubber gloves. They made the projectors. Then, if you went to the World Series in 1960, your tickets were printed by Simplex. I know this, okay? Because I have the tickets, World Series tickets, printed by Simplex. They, if you, and they printed most of the tickets for the Major League Baseball. And they printed them for the NFL. And they printed them for the NHL. Except for up here in Toronto where we had Davis printing. But I'm still looking for this projector for you, okay? Okay, so this, so we're talking about a, a, a hand crack. What, what, what was this for? Just like to view something? Wow. Yeah, it's a 35-millimeter projector that was used to show silent movies. Wow. Silent movies. I don't even know what that means. Silent means because means you don't know how to be silent. That's why. <laughs> On silent movies before they had talkies. They, they, there was actually a big thing when talkies like, came like on. Like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. yeah. So it's... Talkies came out in 1927, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, this gentleman knows his stuff. Um, I'm trying to find the silent ones. So it's basically very rare is what you're saying. Yeah. No, no. This means... Is it working? It, yeah. Is it working, sir? Yes, it, it does work, but uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, used uh, as a piece in the corner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm saying that you could probably, as a as a prop, it's probably worth a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars, and I'm even thinking more. Do you have a model number on that? I'd have to do a bit of work on this because not a lot of these come up for sale at all. And a certain model number, if it's working and if it has that great look to it, it's a prop for sure. And I know you want it's in the corner of your um, your man cave right now, and it's going to take a lot of money to get it out of that corner. But we might be able to come up with a number for you. But you got to come. Give, and model, not serial number, but the model number. Give yeah. me the model number and if the light goes intact on the projector. Perfect. This cool. sounds like a cool, this is a reason to go to Niagara Falls <laughs> and to go to the casino. Um, and, okay. Any excuse for you to go to the casino. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, Art. Right, we're going to go to uh, Carmen in Toronto. Carmen, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Love to hear what you got. Okay. I have a 
Royal Canadian Mint proof set. It's uncirculated from 1974 to 1988, and I have, I think there's 15 boxes, and I was wondering what is the price on them? Oh, they're called, now what you've got is probably the double dollars. They are, they're coming little leatherette cases? Yes. Okay, and they come little slides and little sleeves. Now, they're called what we call double dollar sets. Yes, that's correct. Okay, now in these double dollar sets, before 1991, there is a .375 of an ounce of silver. One one of the dollars is 50% silver. They Mm -hmm. sell for between... Oh, seventeen to twenty-five dollars for the whole set. For the whole, each one of them, up to nineteen ninety-one. The ninety-one set will sell for about forty-five dollars because it's rare. And the ones after ninety-one—I don't know if you had those—are made in. Well, I should tell even for the other listeners that are out there, these same double-dollar sets are in sterling dollars, and they're worth about eighteen dollars in silver. Okay, so the ones before 91 Mm -hmm. are worth, and a dealer should pay you between $10 and $12 each. That's what they generally pay you, and they'll sell them from from between 14 to 25, okay? Oh, I see, okay. And I have another set of the Calgary um, Olympic winter set from 1985 to 1988. It's in the green box, about 18 inches long, 10 coins in it. Uh-huh, it has 10 by 20 silver coins. Okay, those are worth around, There's you've got 10 ounces of silver, about $210 in silver. A dealer will probably pay you between $200 and $210. Sells on the market for around $240. You're welcome to bring them into our store. We buy them all the time. They're not rare, but they're still, each one's marked $20 silver. Thank you very much for your call. Sorry to rush you off the line there, but we're running out of time yeah. here. Um, do you have any uh, last thoughts? Because it yeah. looks like you're holding up $500,000. This $500,000, we're, we're doing podcasts. People can live stream us. So I got this camera here. It's blocking my face right now. I'm giving away $500,000 signed by Bogart and me to everyone who comes to the London Comic Con and mentions Zuma Radio or comes to the London Comic Con and says they like Paul and Bogart or comes to the London Comic Con and says... It's sunny outside. They still get the five hundred thousand. They're really getting desperate for friends. Yes, I'm. I'm willing to pay five hundred thousand dollars for all of my friends. Okay, and some. You had to also tell them it's Zimbabwe dollars. It's yeah. We don't have that much money. No, see, that's why they have to live stream because if they live stream, they'll know this is not real money. (laughs) No, (laughs) but we're willing to do that. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is that we're doing podcast calls for, for what it's worth. And you so know. So it's for the YouTube thing, like the, the YouTube. YouTubes, right? You, yeah. yeah. So you basically go online on YouTube. What's that look like to you? That looks like a program. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But how much do you think this program's no, worth? No, people don't know what we're talking about. So they have to basically go on YouTube and type in for what it's worth, and then you get to see your little small segments of your random stuff that you get appraised. Yeah. And I want to thank everyone. I want to thank Sebastian. I want to thank the listeners. And I want everyone to have a really great long weekend, Thanksgiving long weekend. It's, yeah, we're almost done. So yeah. almost, no. What do you have to say? You you got to have fun. You're in the you're in the big chair today. Ben's not here today. How'd you have? Do, do you, you feel nervous? Uh, a little bit. I have my cop interview coming up on Tuesday. So <laughs> thank you, folks. Thanks, everybody. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.